afternoon, everybody. Welcome to our Good Friday service. The service is a mixture of Bible readings, hymns and songs, reflections and quiet. And um, this, uh, the idea is we can enter into the story, we can enter into the narrative of Good Friday and reflect on the profound truth that the Son of God gave his life for us all. Hopefully you were given a nail as you came in. Just keep that safe. You'll need that later on in the service. The service will flow unannounced, as is the plan. Uh, I may well ask you to stand up and uh, sit down after hymns, etc., but it's meant to be a sort of free-flowing service. So let's keep a moment of quiet, and then I'll pray. Eternal God, in the cross of Jesus we see the cost of our sin and the depth of your love. In humble hope and fear, may we place at his feet all that we have and all that we are, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Please would you stand and sing our first hymn, which is When I Survey the Wondrous Cross.
be seated. And so we're going to have a time of confession now and ask God to help us to worship him on this very special day. God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Let us then show our love for him by confessing our sins in penitence and faith. Lord Jesus Christ, we confess we have failed you as did your first disciples. We ask for your help and your mercy. Our selfishness betrays you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We fail to share the pain of your suffering. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We run away from those who abuse you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We are afraid of being known to belong to you. Lord, forgive us. Christ, have mercy. We'll now have our first reading. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 14, beginning at verse 17. When evening came, Jesus arrived with the twelve. While they were reclining at the table eating, he said, Truly I tell you, one of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They were saddened, and one by one they said to him, Surely you don't mean me. It is one of the twelve, he replied, one who dips bread into the bowl with me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciple, saying, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, and they all drank from it. This is my blood of the old government, which is poured out for many, he said to them. Truly I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. You will all fall away, Jesus told them, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I have risen, I will go ahead of you into Galilee. Peter declared, even if all fall away, I will not. Truly I tell you, Jesus answered, today, yes, tonight, before the rooster crows twice, you yourself will disown me three times. But Peter insisted emphatically, even I, if I have to die with you, I will never disown you. And all the others said the same. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
when the betrayer, Judas Iscariot, first came to me, offering to lead the temple guard to this Jesus, I was skeptical. I didn't think Judas had the guts. But now he's ours. This young, brash preacher from Nazareth. No fuss. No bother. No adoring crowd. And his punishment for defiling the Sabbath, for causing havoc in the temple courtyards, for opposing the words of the priests and rabbis. <laughs> Why, death, of course. Naturally, Governor Pilate will have to proclaim the death sentence, but that won't be a problem. Pilate is weak. It was so hard to understand Jesus sometimes. Well, most times. But this was just too strange. Eating his flesh, drinking his blood, what was all that about? Then all that stuff about going away, coming back again, sending a friend. I was beginning to think I'd spent the last three years of my life following a madman. But he was Jesus, God's son. I was sure of it. And what's more, I knew he loved us, all of us and wouldn't ask us to do anything that he wouldn't do himself. I feel so useless. I did nothing. I just let it happen. Jesus was right. I've abandoned him. We've all abandoned him. I let him wash my feet. I let God's son wash my feet. But did I raise a single finger to serve him when he needed me? No. Well, I'm going to change that. I'm going to find out where he's been taken and get him back. It was perfect. The perfect evening. We all laughed and talked, shared stories and sang songs together. My son Jesus and his friends. It was like the good old days back in Nazareth when my husband Joseph was alive and Jesus still lived at home with all his brothers and sisters. We were such a happy family. <laughs> I cried so when he left us. But I remembered the words God spoke to me when Jesus was born. His destiny is to save his people. And tonight I watched my son's destiny unfolding. When the betrayer.
invite to stand and we'll sing our next song, Faithful One. Let's stand and sing together.
second and third reading. The reading is from Mark chapter 14 beginning at the 66th verse. Peter disowns Jesus. While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she looked closely at him. You also were were with that Nazarene, Jesus, she said, but he denied it. I don't know or understand what you are talking about, he said and went out into the entrance. When the servant girl saw him there, she said again to those standing around them, this fellow is one of them. Again, he denied it. After a little while, those standing near said to Peter, surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. He began to call down curses, and he swore to them. I don't know this man you are talking about. Immediately, the cock crowed the second time. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken to him. Before the cock crows twice, you will disown me three times. And he broke down and wept. This is the word of the Lord. The third reading is taken from Mark's Gospel, chapter 15, verses 1 to 15. Jesus before Pilate. Very early in the morning, the chief priests with the elders and teachers of the law and the whole Sanhedrin made their plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away and handed him over to Pilate. Are you the king of the Jews? asked Pilate. You have said so, Jesus replied. The chief priests accused him of many things. So again, Pilate asked him, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. But Jesus still made no reply and Pilate was amazed. Now it was the custom of the festival to release a prisoner whom the people requested. A man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder in the uprising. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. 
Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Asked Pilate, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priests had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to get Pilate to release Barabbas instead. What shall I do then with the one you called the king of the Jews? Pilate asked them. Crucify him, they shouted. Why, what crime has he committed? asked Pilate. But they shouted all the louder, Crucify him! Wanting to satisfy the crowd, Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I didn't know what it was about this so-called Christ, why his people hated him so much. I could find no wrong in him. All I saw standing before me was a man of courage, uh, of dignity, and a noble man, a true Roman. I expected the crowd to release him, but instead they snarled and howled, crucify, crucify like a pack of hungry wolves aroused by their lust for blood. I was powerless, trapped. I was played for a fool by Caiaphas. I made the only choice I could to crucify their king of the Jews. Me and James and John slipped past the temple guard and made our way back to the place where we'd had our last meal with Jesus. One by one, the other disciples arrived, and little by little, we heard about Jesus' arrest, Judas's suicide, and Pilate's judgment. As the sun rose on that Friday morning, Peter stumbled into the room, crawled into a dark corner, and sat sobbing. There was a fire burning in the temple courtyard. There were people sat around trying to keep warm. I stood by to a safe distance, straining to hear every conversation, listening for a mention of Jesus and where he might be. Then one of the serving maids by the fire noticed me. Hey, you, you were with that Jesus, weren't you? Noah said, I, I don't even know him. Then another piped up, and another, and another. Yes, you're one of them disciples. You've got Galilean written all over you. You must have been with him. Deafened by the accusing shouts, I slipped away into the darkness. Then the words of Jesus hit me. Peter, before the sun rises, you will have denied ever knowing me. I pushed through the crowds, lining the streets, trying to keep my son Jesus in sight as he stumbled and tripped along the road. 
to the place where they intended him to die. James and John were with me, supporting me, making my path easier between the rows of angry, shouting faces, many of whom I recognised from the week before, cheering him on as he rode along the streets on a donkey. My heart was heavy and anguished. I could not endure the thought of seeing his frail, bleeding and broken body crucified. I still hoped he would work some miracle to deliver himself from the barbarity awaiting him. But the Roman soldiers stood waiting and they placed his body on the cross. The hammer and nails were brought. My breathing quickened. Pain beyond imagination tore through my chest. I felt dizzy and faint. James led me away, desperate for me not to hear. Crash of hammer on nail. But it is a sound that will echo within my memory forever. With an outpouring of strength, I tore away from John and ran to the cross where my son was hanging and cried, My son, my son, don't leave me. I didn't know what it was about this so-called Christ.
Our next song is a Teze song. And uh, so I suggest we stay seated to sing or pray or simply listen to this Teze song, Jesus, Remember Me. God's saving power would look like this. We looked down on him, thought he was scum. 
It was our sins that ripped and tore and crushed him. Our sins. But he didn't say a word. And like a sheep being sheared, he took it all in silence. He died without a thought for his own welfare. Even though he'd never hurt a soul. But it's what God had in mind all along to crush him with pain. So that he'd see, see life come from it. Life, life, and more life. He embraced the company of the lowest. I never liked crucifixions. I preferred to face a man, sword in hand, and fight to the death. Crucifixions are so cowardly and inhuman and clinical. Trouble is, I'm just so good at it. Especially the nails. <laughs> I was the expert. I never drove a nail through a person's hand. No, no, that, that would just tear the flesh apart. Oh, no. I placed each nail just below the wrist, between the two bones of the forearm, right about here. Of course, I, I had to be careful not to cut any arteries, otherwise they'd just bleed to death. Oh, oh yeah, the sound they used to make. <laughs> yeah, like, a, like suckling pigs at slaughter, screaming away. But uh, this Friday, things were different. This man, the king of the Jews, he, he made no protest, no. No strugglers, we... So we stretched him out upon the wooden beams of the cross. And, and as I hung, um, as I, as I hammered the nails through his wrists and, and feet, he didn't make a sound. Not a sound. And then as we, uh, we raised the cross up and into place, he looked straight at me and we, we heard him say, Father, forgive them. I couldn't believe it. After what we've done to him, he... Was forgiving us. Well, 
That threw me completely. <laughs> Spooked me. I don't mind telling you. Yeah. Anyway, then me and the lads, we uh, settled down, passed the time, playing dice, chasing away the gawkers as we waited for him to die. The sooner the better, I thought. Then, without any warning, the sky turned dark. I mean, completely black. And we heard him call out something in, uh, in, the, uh, in the local lingo. Well, I got up, went over to check on him, and then the ground shook violently, and I was thrown to the floor. Well, once the tremor had stopped, I, uh, I looked up at this strange, strange man. His uh, limp body hanging there on the cross, and I knew that he was dead. It was then that it struck me. We had killed an innocent man. I never liked crucifixions. I preferred to face a man.
we stand to sing our next hymn, There's a Green Hill Far Away. And have we got music for this one? Can I ask you all please if you're able to stand for the final gospel reading and can I also encourage you to hold your nail if you haven't got it in your hands if you if you pick that up now and um, what I'd invite you to do is to continue to hold it now 
until the point where you're invited to come and um, place it at the foot of the cross. So the final gospel reading is taken from Mark 15, reading from verses 33 through to 39. The death of Jesus. At noon, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And at three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of those standing near heard this, they said, listen, he's calling Elijah. Someone ran, filled a sponge with wine vinegar, put it on a staff and offered it to Jesus to drink. Now leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to take him down, he said. With a loud cry, Jesus breathed his last. The curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And when the centurion, who stood there in front of Jesus, saw how he died, he said, Surely this man was the Son of God. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please do be seated. Yeah. I told them where they could find him. I did it so the truth could come out. The truth that he's not what he thinks he is. Not the Messiah he was meant to be. Not the Messiah we need. You don't change the world by turning the other cheek. You don't change the world by loving people. You don't change the world by washing people's feet. I showed them which one to arrest with a kiss. A simple kiss. Yeah, I'm not proud of it. But he needed to be taken away. Needed to be pushed to act. He was his last chance. And he blew it. He never said a word. and see what happened next. But the thing is, he did go on loving people. 
He did go on turning his cheek. Even when the nails were hammered him off. That's what people said. He loved until the end. (laughs) That's where love leads. And it can't change anything. Can it? And now you want to blame me for it. You need someone to bear the weight of it. Well, look in the mirror. Look in the mirror if you want a culprit. If you need someone to blame for for the death of Jesus, look no further than yourself. It was your sin. It was your pride. It was your refusal to love that put him there. Oh, don't try and deny it. You hammered the nails in. Every one of them. Every one of you. You hammered in the nails, every one of them, every one of you. These are the words that we've, we've just heard in Stuart's monologue. You've been holding a nail and I'm sure that during this service you've been reflecting on the horror of what Jesus went through on the cross. And so now in recognition of the price that Jesus paid to save us and to buy our forgiveness, I'm going to invite you to come when you're ready and to place your nail in the bowl at the foot of the cross. As you do, take a moment to stand at the cross and thank Jesus for the price that he paid for you.
and so we pray. Gracious God, your hands now bear the wounds of the nails. Your heart now holds the agonies of the cross. Lord Jesus, hold us in your everlasting arms of love and be forever beside us, lightening even our darkest night. Amen. And so let's join in and say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. In a moment, I'll invite you to leave quietly from this place, uh, but to uh, remind you or let you know that we have our Easter Sunday service here at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, and there's also a sunrise service on Lith Hill at 6.15 a.m. on Easter Sunday morning. And so let's pray this final prayer together and then feel free to go whenever you like. But just linger if you want to, but do feel free to go. Lord Jesus Christ, the story of your suffering is written on our hearts and the salvation of the world is in your outstretched hands. Keep your victory ever before our eyes, your praise on our lips your peace in our lives. 